0: This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk.
1: morning, Amy. Good morning, Mary.
0: I've been looking forward to this topic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we plan our topics out in advance, and we've been talking about this one for a while, because when I first thought of the subject, we all just kind of immediately had memories flood back to us of things that our own dads have said to us, or things that have stuck with us over the years. So I'm sure people out there listening have their own um, Lessons that they've learned that have stuck with them. And I would just want to go on record and saying we'd love to hear them. So if you want to send us an email and tell us some of the lessons you learned from your dear old dad, boy, we'd love to hear them.
0: And Mary, I think you're – I know you said you were going to go through some of the
1: ones your dad said
0: to you. Yes. And I'm sure that will get people thinking, too. Yeah,
1: so here's the thing. My dad – um is it was an economics professor, and so there was a lot of financial lessons mm-hmm. that I think directly and indirectly were taught to us kids, maybe without us even knowing that we were learning a lesson because they just kind of became part of the vernacular, or the things that were said in our household. But some of his stories and anecdotes have stayed with me for years, and some of them I know helped me kind of shape my own philosophies mm-hmm. towards money. So um, I thought it would be kind of fun to talk about some of those lessons today. I do, too. So the first um, lesson that my dad taught me was money does not grow on trees. <laughs> <laughs> I think we still use that express. We do, because it's so fitting and so true. But, you know, when um, when I grew up, my dad, like I said, was an economics professor at Simpson College down in Indianola, Iowa. And my mom was a stay-at-home mom. Now, my mom was masterful at stretching a dollar Okay. and also for figuring out how to take four kids and go spend an afternoon having fun for free. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. so from both of them, we learned a lot of good things. But the whole money doesn't grow on trees thing. I think what I took from it the most was that. You know, it's just not always in abundance. So you have to think before you spend. Right. Spend it wisely. Yes. Don't just assume it's always going to be there. And, you know, so think before you make a purchase. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about you, but I'm not a big impulse spender. I think the older
0: I get, the less I'm an impulse spender. Almost the pendulum has swung the other way. Sure. I mm-hmm. almost cripple myself with, why didn't I get that? <laughs> <laughs> You've
1: gone so far yes, the other direction. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's definitely one of the lessons I learned from my dad. Um the, the next one I wanted to share with people was what we called the ice cream reward. And um, the ice cream reward was something that um, four times a year as a kid I got to look forward to. And that's because if we would get A's on our report card, if we got enough A's, we would get to go to the Baskin Robbins and get some ice cream. Wow. Now, here was the thing. Like, if you got all A's, Mm -hmm. you could get the banana split. Okay, wow. And if you got a B, you'd get a scoop (laughs) instead of a split. (laughs) And if you got more than one B, you pretty much didn't get any ice cream. (laughs)
0: Oh, so really high standards.
1: Yeah, right? C's, just
0: forget it, right?
1: Oh, yeah, there was no such thing as an acceptable (laughs) C in our household growing up. So the, the, but what was interesting about that is like, I remember how big of a deal it was to be able to go get that ice cream. And it wasn't something that like all four of us kids piled in the car and went to go get the ice cream. And I don't even know if my parents were intentional with this or not, but if it was your day to go get ice cream, cause you had a good report card, you went with just dad. Oh, that is. So it was yeah. special. Yeah. It was like a date. You were selected. (laughs) Yes, you were. But what that taught me is that hard work pays off. Mm -hmm. You know, the reward at the end of working for a period of time on something is there, but you have to earn it. Mm -hmm. And the degree of effort that you put into something is directly going to impact your reward. So, although it wasn't financial, it was in later years. Eventually, the ice cream reward switched to. Cash for A's, <laughs> <laughs> which I also looked forward to. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, that simple lesson of do well in school and you'll get a reward that is meaningful to you, yes. which as a kid, ice cream certainly was, then that was a great lesson that I learned from my dad. Absolutely, Mary. So, Amy, tell me some. Tell me a lesson you learned from your dad. Well,
0: it's funny because when we were discussing, you know, so your dad was under the uh, economics umbrella. Sure, you know, yeah, the, the financial umbrella. So <laughs> I didn't have those kinds of lessons. I was the caboose. I came much later. I was <laughs> the, the only girl. I was definitely the apple of my dad's eye. And I only can think of two expressions that he said, and they couldn't be more opposite of <laughs> money doesn't grow on trees. One was uh, when we would go shopping, my dad would say, you like it? Well, let's get it. So ah. interesting when you think about that. Uh-huh. And the other one he would say a lot was, well, you can't take it with you. That's true. So funny, your parents, you know, your household definitely cultivated an environment where... You should be conservative. You yep. should really think through things. And basically, my household was, hey, let's be that impulse
1: buyer. <laughs> <laughs> Party it up. Have some fun. We all turned out okay. So I guess either way is going to work. Yeah, <laughs> But that was more my mom. Ma- I mean, excuse
0: me, my dad. My mom was the more erred to the conservative side. But, um, yeah, my dad, I, I think it all has to do with sales and um in the field he was in, you had your bonuses, you had your things, and that was money
1: that should be spent, and you should reward yourself. So it kind of strikes me, though, that with your dad being in sales and then having an attitude like that, mm-hmm. it really is kind of the same thing as the ice cream reward, though, right? Because yeah. he would work, mm-hmm. and in sales you're directly rewarded for the amount of effort that you put in. Yes. And so he was able to have that attitude and allow you to, hey, if you want it, let's get yes. it. Because he was working hard on the backside to provide for that. Yes. And he, most of
0: his uh, rewards for me came through hard work, outdoor sure. work. That is where uh... he, w- it would make him happy. He was very moody. So if I would help in the yard, you know, it was overwhelming to him. Mm-hmm. The good mood was almost a bigger payoff oh, than the sure. $20 bill. <laughs> <laughs> I'd
1: say, say, what are you going to do tonight? I'm going to go out, all right, is this enough for you? this Aww. help you out? So a different type of... That's um, totally different. Yeah. Like My parents did mm-hmm. not hand out cash and mm-hmm. say, have a good time. Mm-hmm. My dad that, was A-OK with C's. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so here's, though, this... By far is my favorite lesson that I learned from my dad, and we're gonna call this one the Halloween candy tax. (laughs) So when I was a kid, um, you know we would dress up on Halloween and we'd go Mm -hmm. trick or treating. Now the the whole you may notice a theme here, like ice cream, Halloween candy. We were not allowed to have much sugar growing up. Okay. So, like, in our household, there was no desserts, there was no candy, you got to have candy after church on Sunday. That was kind of the whole anti-sugar movement that my mom had. So, Halloween was also a big deal for us because it was like a feeding (laughs) frenzy of sugar. And so, you know, you'd get dressed up in your costume, you'd go work all night to get a big bag of candy and come home with this loot. And the first thing that would happen is that my dad would dump the candy bags out, and he'd paw through them looking for his favorites, and he would say, it's time to pay your tax. <laughs> so he'd take the things he, he wanted, take the things and that was he your wanted. tax. That was our tax, <laughs> yes. And he, I, I will never forget, because I heard this every Halloween from all of us kids, he would delightedly be looking through things and saying, the tax man cometh. <laughs> <laughs> what an interesting way, though, that you were to I wouldn't have even known what that meant. Yeah, I mean, had the no idea meant? what tax meant, but I learned early on that, you know, sometimes you got to give up a little yes. to somebody that's going to take something from you. And he always took the best candy. But... um, so here's what I learned with that though is that be prepared. The tax man does cometh. Mm-hmm. The tax man is going to take his share. Mm-hmm. And um I actually think learning that lesson early on prepared me to say, "Oh, yeah, okay, so that's a normal thing to, you know, lose 20, 30% of your income to taxes. That's mm-hmm. a normal thing. This happens. It's happened my whole entire life. It just mm-hmm. wasn't always with money." Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. I think that was a great lesson. Oh. Yeah, it's all about economics, really. Yes. <laughs> your whole household. It was. And, you know, I have carried that lesson on to my own kids. So, like, Valentine's Day, I always give my kids a big box of different chocolates, and they open it up, and they kind of just hand it back to me and say, Okay, Mom, go ahead and just take your tax now. <laughs> <laughs> just get it over with. That's right. So I have done a good job as a mother preparing my children <laughs> for taxes. <laughs> oh. So, hey, I do want to share with people listening that we um, have a great giveaway. I know that uh, many of you know that I recently wrote a book called Ready to pull the retirement trigger, and so for the first ten callers who call in, we are giving away a free digital copy of my book. So we will email you a copy of the book if you'd like to read it. It's a fabulous resource, and it's also a really good thing to either uh, read before or have on hand for our upcoming seminar. Yes, and we are going to be doing a seminar in September on septep- uh, September September twentieth. Back by popular demand, our retirement readiness seminar. So, space is limited. If you'd like to come, just give us a call or um, go onto our website at com and register for that seminar. Yes. And you know, Mary, I take the
0: reservations for this. I send out your your giveaways that mm-hmm. you have every week. And um, you're already getting a little full on your retirement seminar. So, I'm going to urge people to.
1: Yep. Reserve your we seats. can always
0: add more seats if we need to, but the earlier we know,
1: the better. I would agree with that. <laughs> All right. So the next lesson that I want to talk about is um, one that I just had a lot of fun with when I was a kid. And the lesson from my dad was sometimes you just got to burn the gunk out. <laughs> <laughs> Very technical. Yes, I know. And so here's what he was talking about. He was talking about this old car that we had. It was an old Ford Galaxy. Um, dark chocolate brown car. I bet people listening can picture that car if you remember back in the late 70s, mm-hmm. these cars that were out there. And... Um, he would fill it up with gas, and by fill it up with gas, you know, at that time, and I looked this up, the price of gas was 57 cents a gallon. Oh, my god. <laughs> so we'd fill up probably with about $5 worth of gas, and um, he, we'd go out on the highway, and he would rev that car up and just, and he would take off, and he would speed for a little bit. Now, for a conservative guy like my dad, that was out of the character that out gave of the him norm. permission. It's <laughs> yeah. something he needed to do. Well, you just got to burn the gunk out. Now, what he meant by that is that he thought it was probably good for the car to rev it up a little bit and get mm-hmm. some stuff burned mm-hmm. out of the engine, the mm-hmm. gunk burned out of the engine. Right. But what I took from that is that when you're a conservative person, when you are somebody who saves first, spends wisely, it's okay to sometimes go out and have a little fun. That's right. No, I, <laughs> my dad had a very similar saying, so
0: I remember that. He used to always say, oh, they have bad gas or they have good gas at gas ah, stations. And okay. I never got that, but he meant the higher octane.
1: Oh, sure. Okay. So,
0: but- I didn't know. I was like, bad gas. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I, I know that doesn't necessarily sound like a financial lesson. You know, sometimes you got to burn the gunk out. But but I did take it as a financial lesson over time because my personal philosophy about money is that you do have to balance enjoying What your money can provide today Mm -hmm. with what your money is going to provide later in life. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you got to burn the gunk out. I think about that when I spend money, you know, on fun stuff or fun experiences Mm -hmm. and things like that. And I kind of credit that. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Desire to do that to my dear old dad. Your love (laughs) of travel. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, lesson number five from my dear old dad. You want that? Get a job. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh,
1: I don't think kids today hear that enough. My kids do.
0: <laughs> oh, you know, so when I was speaking earlier of my dad being more of the rewards type person, sure. mm-hmm. the one thing I didn't point out about him, though, was he was absolutely, there was no way you had credit cards. He okay. felt strongly if you have cash, you pay for you, you it. You don't pay, your pay, your pay on credit. Yeah. You okay. just I mean other than mm-hmm. like house or whatever. So a job I had was not paid, but it was worth the reward to not see my parents argue. But I after school would have to go to the mailbox every day. And get the mail so that if my mom was receiving any credit card statements, my dad would not see them first. <laughs> I love Clearly, that, that was job. <laughs> they agreed to disagree on yes. this. And my mom worked. You know, she had her job, but I know she felt it just wasn't worth it. And uh, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I don't know what they
1: did when I went to college. <laughs> she probably had a P.O. box or something. 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 There you go. You know, I don't ever remember um, credit cards being a topic of conversation when I was growing up. Okay. So either my parents didn't use them, or they didn't use them much. Um, but there, I never ever remember even knowing what a credit card was until maybe I was in high school or approaching college age. Sure. So that just wasn't even something that right. we talked about. Right. So, but mm. what I took from my dad was saying, "You want that? Then get a job." Was basically, I was going to have to pay my own way. Mm -hmm. You know, there wasn't going to be any handouts to me. There wasn't going to be any, you know, big freebies. Now, don't get me wrong. I was taken care of. We had a great home. We had a good house. We had plenty of food, plenty of clothing, you know. But if I wanted something beyond the basics, I needed to go get a job. So, case in point was, um, my parents said, we will spend $20 for a pair of jeans, And if you want jeans that are more than twenty dollars, then you have to pay for the rest. But Mm -hmm. we will—we can buy you a pair of jeans for twenty bucks. So if you want something that's more expensive, it's on your own, girl. Sure. Get a job. Sure. And I did. Yeah. That was very equitable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, and then they had four kids and a single income. They had to figure out how to make things last. So each kid had a clothing budget, and that meant you could get like three pairs of jeans and twenty bucks piece. They knew what their back-to-school clothing budget was. That's right. And um, so what it did do for me, though, is that when I was 14, I got my first job. Now, I had babysat earlier than that, so I always had a little spending cash. But when I was 14, I got my first job in a doctor's office filing back the files. And um, I tell you what, I mean, I've never not worked since then. And it has instilled a very deep belief in me that, it's up to me to provide for myself. It's up to me to take care of my own needs. I don't expect anybody to hand me anything. And I think that served me really well over the years. That's right. Absolutely. So thanks to my dad for teaching me that lesson. That's a good one to have learned. <laughs> <laughs> and we're listening to Money Guy with Mary Stirk. And Mary, this is a great topic. You're talking
0: about lessons learned from dear old dad. Yes. I it's just a fun topic. I don't know how you came up with this one. <laughs>
1: So okay, the the final lesson that I want to talk about today is one that I also kind of hold near and dear to my heart, and that lesson from my dad was always remember the church envelope. So every Sunday when we would go to church, um, you know they would make sure that they had the church envelope. Now there wasn't a lot of extra money in my house growing up, but there was always money that they had there to give to the church, mm-hmm. and. It was a game with us kids. Like we got to take turns putting that church envelope into the basket when it got passed. It was like a big deal if it was your Sunday, right? So, um, but because they made it a big deal and made it a game, it was something that we really noticed. Oh, sure. And so it became something um, that was a normal thing to be giving back to something that was meaningful in your life. Yes. So I really appreciate that lesson because I think it's so important to give back and to, you know, if you're fortunate enough to have some money and fortunate enough to be in a a spot where you can give back, I think it's so important to give back. And whether it's your church or whether it's a charity that you care about or just helping out a friend or a neighbor from time to time, that whole lesson from my dear old dad of always remember the church envelope, I, I really feel very deeply that mm-hmm. that's an important lesson mm-hmm. to have learned. Because mm-hmm. it serves everybody. Yes. And it can leave a legacy for yourself, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Mary, what's the giveaway this month? So the giveaway this this week week. is um, that we have uh, the first 10 callers. We will send you an electronic copy of my new book, Ready to Pull the Retirement Trigger. Um, It's all about figuring out if you're ready. So the title kind of gives away the book. (laughs) (laughs) Right. right. It's available on Amazon if you want it on your Kindle. um, And we'll have some limited print of it soon. Um, But right now we're giving away the digital copy of it. So call us at 605 217 Five five five, or just go onto our website at stercfinancialservices. dot com, and you can request it there. We'd be happy to give it to you. And it's a great thing, maybe to have taken a few minutes to read. It, it will take you, you know, two three hours maybe to read it. It's a quick read, and let me tell you. I realize that retirement is not the most exciting topic to read about, but this book is um, something that is, you're not going to get bogged down in it. It's mm-hmm. actually a, a fairly quick read and something that's going to help hit the main points in a way that's very effective.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and you do it by um, association with you know, clients who obviously you've changed the name. Yeah, but there's a lot stories. of stories in there, yeah. so you
1: can you know you might recognize similarities between yourself and some of the stories that are in the book to illustrate the points. So, and then um, if you have a chance, read it before our upcoming seminar. So, um, our retirement readiness seminar is going to be on um, September the twentieth. We'd love to have you join us. You can register online or give us a call at the office, and. Uh, you know, that's what we're that's what we're doing in September.
0: And you were also going to encourage listeners to call in with their own
1: recollections. We may have yes. to figure out something to do with all of these. I think what we want to do is we wanna do another show okay. at some point in time of other lessons that people have learned from their dear old dad. So when you call in to get a copy of the book, tell us what your best financial lesson was from your dear old dad. And uh, at some point in time, we'll circle back and share the collection that we come up with with our listeners. So thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. We hope that you've enjoyed some of your financial lessons from dear old dad, and we'll talk to you next week.
0: Call us at 605-217-3555. The first 10 callers will receive a free digital copy of Mary Sturck's book, Ready to Pull the Retirement Trigger.